I opened my restaurant because cooking over an open fire was my thing. Scratch made cobbler, totally my thing. But spreadsheets and payroll, just not my thing. Regions helps business owners keep up the good work and simplify the other work with business checking account options and time-saving cash management tools. More time doing my thing works for me. For tools and services to help you keep up the good work, switch to Regions at regions.com slash smallbusiness. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regents Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Mike Salmon alongside Stephen Julian. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Mike, I have to start the show off with a little bit of a beef against you. That's not how I want to start a show, I know, isn't but okay. that great? Isn't that wonderful? And I sprung it on you and didn't even tell you in our pre-show meeting. What have I done now? Well, it's it's not that what you've done is what you're not doing. So we're we're we've we've started 2021. We're doing okay, and you have stopped saying, and it's time to bring it back that this is an award-winning show. The last award came in 2019. I, I didn't know. know if there was a statute well, you know of limitations. To, well, you need to do what you did when we first started out with Business Radio X. We need to create our own award oh. and and put it in here and go, see, we're award winning. So okay. if, if you ask the other Business Radio X studios, do you want me you to check out on businessradiox.com? They'd say we're award winning. Should I start all over again? No, or? no, we're good. Okay. I just wanted to get that beef, but that's not why people are listening. People are listening to hear our great guests. Well, so let's get to that. Our guest today, Dr. Leslie Gaskill, she has a practice in uh, Peachtree Corner and in Johns Creek, correct, Leslie? That's correct. All right. And also our, our other guest is Jim Brooks, and he is the executive director with the Evermore Community Improvement District. Jim, thank you for joining us. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Absolutely. Well, let's start with you, Dr. Gaskill. You have a practice, as I say, with a couple locations. And we talked before we came on the air about traditional medicine and holistic medicine. And you kind of combine a little bit of the of both. You call it integrative an integrative practice is what you have. Explain that a little bit more for us. That is correct, Mike. So I'm a board-certified family medicine trained doctor. I've been practicing for 26 years, but about 14 years ago, I started to incorporate um, holistic or naturopathic services. Um, and when you combine those two, that's called integrative medicine. So my personal belief is that we need both. We need traditional Western medicine where we use medications and diagnostic studies and things like that, but we also need to take advantage of holistic medicine. Um, so, th- so that move uh, from being just a, f- a family physician to also being more of an integrative practice, I-, I would imagine that kind of came out of a little bit of a, a, a maybe a lot of education, but you got to be passionate about that. So where did that kind of come from? How did that Talk us through the process without, you know, doing a two-hour movie. Talk us through the process of kind of how that happened. Um, That's a great question. Um, So although I was traditionally trained um, in medical school, I originally had patients asking me years ago, prior to 14 years ago, about certain tests that were naturopathic, holistic, and though I had never heard of them, you know, I didn't poo-poo them, but I went and started researching them and then started training on those, and I was absolutely overwhelmed at the... Um, the way that naturopathic or holistic services can actually get to the root causes of problems. So instead of relying on just traditional medicine where we're throwing medications at patients, it's, it's really kind of like a Band-Aid. 
And going into holistic or naturopathic services, you can um, actually get to the root cause, which is the main thing. Um, and then I took that into heart attack and stroke prevention, um, combining both traditional Western medicine with medicines and also using holistics, um, which has led into, um, um, I haven't had a single patient have a heart attack or stroke in over 14 years of them utilizing a method that we've been using since 14 years ago when I started that. Wow. <laughs> well, I think you just touched upon it, and this was my next question, is what areas of, of your practice are you really passionate about? And I think that's one of the areas. But, but talk about where your passion lies when it comes to treating your patients. Um, great question. Thank you. Um, so my passion is in finding the root cause for any process or disease that I can. Um, but my, my big passion for so many years has been heart attack and stroke prevention. And unfortunately, many people think that just because you pass an EKG or you have a normal nuclear stress test or your cholesterol level's good and you don't drink and you smoke um, and you're healthy and you exercise that you're not at risk for heart attack or stroke. And that is patently false. Um, you know, marathon runners and Bob Harper and all the, Tim Russert, who wasn't, who did have some health problems, but dropped dead of heart attacks and strokes um, when they've had significant diagnostic testing and you know, excellent medical doctors. Um, you have to go further and beyond and look for root causes of things. Um, you got to look deeper. It's kind of like trying to read a book by looking at the cover. You can't skim across the top. You got to get a little bit deeper to really find out what's going on. And I've called them fires and put all those fires out and then you can lower the patient's risk. So, so. and this might be a very unfair question. And if it is, just tell me. I'll tell you. And I'll, and I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll backtrack and ask a different one. Um, but what's fascinating to me is this integrative practice. I think a lot of people look at holistic and it's, and it's like you have to pick one. And I think you're you're clearly not doing that. You're clearly saying, no, no, there are benefits to both. So let me ask, it sounds like the holistic side is getting at the root cause. You've said that a couple times. What are some of the biggest benefits of Western traditional medicine that you're still using in your practice that you see very uh, advantageous? Um, well, with Western or traditional medicine, of course, we do need diagnostic studies. There are a lot of patients that are holistic, um, that are afraid to get a CAT scan or an x-ray because of radiation and certainly that's understandable because you our bodies are like banks we bank radiation and the more radiation you get it increases your risk for developing cancers or autoimmune diseases and things like that but you have to take each patient individually and tailor care to each and every patient so you have to be able to use diagnostic studies sometimes um, and there are times where we need antibiotics um, so in other words there are places for medicines there are places for some pharmaceuticals in certain situations and, absolutely and and I think you were talking about kind of dealing with the symptoms that's one of the you know instead of just doing that that's why you do the holistic but that doesn't mean we totally abandon that sometimes the symptoms have to be treated to get them to a place where they can start dealing with the root cause did i did i state that fairly well you did okay you did good. good put job. that in your put that in your brochure so so but also like if i have a patient that comes in looks perfectly healthy you know by um some diagnostic studies or lab work we do they look like they're on the edge for about 
to have a heart attack or a stroke, I, it's my job to act aggressively using medications, lifestyle changes, supplements to keep them from having a heart attack or stroke. And as we get their body controlled and start reversing the processes of getting rid of atherosclerosis and lowering their blood pressure, changing their lifestyle, helping them change their lifestyle, my job is to get them off medications and get them onto supplements that are more natural. Um, but if they have time, and we can use naturopathic medi medicines or supplements, lifestyle changes alone, then we do that. And they always have a choice. You know, I will educate them. Ultimately, it's every single patient's choice what to do. I'm just there to show them the options. What are the ages of the patients that you see? Um, I see teenagers and up to over 100. Okay. Okay. So, so really, <laughs> other than toddlers and small children, you pretty much see everybody. That's correct. Um, tell us, we're going through some unique times right now with the coronavirus and COVID-19 and so forth. And in, in, in my notes here, you have something about a syndrome, a syndrome that some people suffer from uh, because of this. Uh, tell me what's going on there. Mike, yes, um, you're exactly right. There's something called long hauler syndrome, which is out in the media widely. Um, and it's devastating. Um, my message today to everyone is there is hope and there's help. People are suffering like crazy. Um, kids, adults, um, for when they have had COVID and they supposedly have recovered from COVID and now they're experiencing long-term um, symptoms or what we call sequelae, side effects of everything from severe chronic fatigue, headaches, joint pain, um, gastrointestinal symptoms like diarrhea, insomnia, se severe insomnia, depression, anxiety. Um, we're actually seeing changes in respiratory status. The lungs are drastically affected, kidney status, um, heart status. We're seeing changes um, and it's devastating. People are very, very frightened. Um, researchers are scrambling because obviously we don't have long-term studies on these things. Um, and I have to say that the patients that I have and that have come to me with these symptoms, we've been very fortunate in being able to help them um, resolve some of these issues. And um, yeah, it's, it's devastating. How, how prevalent is it? I mean, how many people are you seeing? How it's, common is this syndrome? Nobody really knows the answer to those questions because some people don't know that people that are developing these symptoms actually had COVID. Mm -hmm. They may have not have had a test that diagnosed them as COVID, but all of a sudden they're developing these symptoms. And contra you know, on the flip side, yes, there's people that have been diagnosed with COVID and, and suddenly they're getting these symptoms. Um, we're seeing quite a few. And, um, and was long hauler syndrome something that was around before COVID, but it was much more rare? Or um, is this specifically a post-COVID um, long-term that is a great question thank you so we're not sure we're, we're figuring this all out so right? personally long hauler syndrome is something that i recognize as something that is since covid we're relating yeah. that to post-covid 19. got it okay um let me let me change gears just for a second and, and go back to the practice um you've done a great job of kind of painting a picture of of what you what you do in the practice i'd like you to to tell us about what people can expect the first time they walk in. When, when somebody starts a relationship with you, is there a, 
Is there a full blown? Let's get the whole history, you know, because I think everybody's got that. I go to the doctor for the first time. I kind of know what that is. I'm wondering if in an integrative practice, it's a little bit different. So talk us through the, the first visit. Very good. Um, yes, history is key, absolute key, and understanding um, what's gone on, not only in someone's um, ailments in terms of, you know, heart disease or lung disease or gastrointestinal disease, but psychosocial factors, meaning relationship issues, um, financial stress, all those things can heavily weigh on a patient's health. Um, anxiety and depression can manifest themselves as joint pain and migraines and headache and fatigue and weight gain, weight loss. Um, so we definitely get an extensive history and things that have been tried, things that have worked, things that have not worked, what kind of supplements you're on, what kind of toxins or environmental um, situations you've been in. Stress is huge. And, and a lot of times people go to the doctor and they expect that once a year annual, you know, hey, I walk in and I spend maybe, depending on your doctor, five minutes to 15 minutes with the doctor. I'm assuming this is something that you're not just wanting to see him once. This is, hey, let's let's kind of set up a plan together. How long is it one visit? Is it, uh, no, I need to see you a few times or let's do this over time. What can people expect the amount of a, a, a typical person who walks in? How often do you want to see them? Um, very and, good. And, so, and typical is not really a fair question, is it? Because nobody's typical. We're all, we're all different and unique. So, well, again, I liken it to trying to read a book by looking at its cover because the, the average typical Western medicine physical just skims across the top. Right. And those physicals, most of those patients, you're going to, you're going to look at their basic cholesterol, EKG, um, you know, their breathing tests and their walking, talking, breathing. See you next year. 99% of my patients, when they come for a physical, we go deep enough. Every single 99% of those, we have a follow-up visit where we discuss. There's medical advice and decision-making to be done. There are lots of things. On average, there are five things I can find on a patient that are brewing, starting in their body, um, that if those things aren't corrected are going to lead into something else so you want to find everything you can and catch it early and reverse it and stop the process so um it's there's more than one visit sure you know Great. it's just like tim russer passed a nuclear stress test with flying colors and six weeks later went to work and dropped out of a massive heart attack well you guys remember bob harper the yep. greatest loser mm -hmm. health nut mm -hmm. um Right. And he had a heart attack, didn't he? He had a heart attack. Yeah. And his labs were good. His heart attack was of something called elevated lipoprotein A. One in five individuals have a high lipoprotein A, and that alone can cause a heart attack or stroke. Yeah. So if we see that, we work to lower it. Wow. Our guest is Dr. Leslie Gaskill. She has an integrative practice here in our area. And I mentioned at the top of the interview, Peachtree Corners and uh, Johns Creek, uh, one is your main office area and one you only see people by appointment. Uh, explain where your offices are located and how it works. So we are operating primarily out of um, Peachtree Corners um, and we have a satellite office that is of course by appointment only. Um, we moved to Peachtree Corners for it made it easier to help help protect everybody with COVID. Okay so this is kind of just a temporary thing while we're going through this COVID and and uh, will it be full-time in both places once we get through this? 
We're still evaluating still that. Still figuring. We'll it's kind of like every, everything today. Every, everything changes on a daily yeah. basis. But but um, um, the Peachtree Corners uh, place where we're mainly at, patients have loved it. It's great. It's, uh, it worked out really well. How big, and then I'm going down another rabbit hole, but how big has telemedicine been for you where you're seeing patients online? Are you do much of that with your practice? Uh, we do quite a bit of telemedicine, um, which has made it very convenient. Patients don't have to commute. They can do it from work. They can do it from home. Um, a lot of our establishment visits can be done over virtual medicine. We can see each other face-to-face, gather a lot of history, and then there's less exposure for everyone involved when they do come in because we've established a lot. I would uh, imagine virtually. that's also advantageous for follow-up visits, too. I, I may come it into abs- the office for the main one and then do telemedicine for follow-up. Absolutely is. Yeah. All right, Dr. Gaskill, for those that would like to find out more about your practice, <laughs> where can they do their research? Um, my practice is my name, Leslie S. Gaskill, MD, LLC, and I have a website, drlesliegaskill.com. Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E, Gaskill, G-A-S-K-I-L-L. Correct. Just for the ones that people like me that are spelling impaired. Impa- they were writing furiously as you were saying that. Quite well, Mike. Good job. <laughs> yes. uh, Dr. Gaskill, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Stephen, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Dr. Gaskill was on one of our shows how long ago was that? Six, seven years like, ago? I think it was about six or seven years ago. Wow. And you haven't changed a bit. We wow. haven't changed a bit. I haven't changed a bit. <laughs> yeah, I've changed a lot, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Leslie, great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Mike, before we get to our next guest, I just want to remind all of our listeners that, uh, especially those who own their own business, we all know keeping your company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth. Regions Commercial Banking offers you lending capabilities and strategic solutions tailored to your needs, and you'll work with a team of experienced bankers here in Gwinnett. Discover steps to take that can help move you closer to your business goals. Regions is here to help. To learn more, Visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member FDIC. Man, you walked all over that. I was waiting for a really long dramatic pause. Oh, I thought you, you wanted me to it. say it. That was good, though. Yeah, I'll take it. Jim Brooks is here. He's the executive director of the Evermore Community Improvement District, and I will be the only one interviewing you, Jim, because apparently Stephen is all ticked off right now. So. <laughs> no, I can pull it together. I'm pulling it right. together. Welcome, Jim. Thank you. Jim, we, we've had some CIDs here on in the past, Community Improvement Districts, uh, Executive Directors, much like you. For those that are not familiar with what a CID does and what it is, kind of give us the, the, the scoop, please. Primarily, the Community Improvement District is business people who decide that they want a higher level of service uh, than just regular governmental services. Uh, I like to think about the CIDs pick up the trash, we make sure the street lights are working, but we also do economic development. As you know, uh, the CID has just received and started the Amazon facility about 2.65 million square feet. So I think we pick up trash and we do economic development and everything in between. Well, I was just say you brought it up. I'm not going to let you do the interview, Stephen. You, you're, you were all. All right, mad. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, no. Come, Stephen, come back. Well, come I, back. before you get into that, okay. I just wanted to ask one very quick clarifying question, Jim. You are with the Evermore Community Improvement District. I think some people, uh, I did not know exactly where Evermore was, but then when you said, it, I'm like, oh, I know exactly where that is. So, talk about exactly where Evermore is and and how the name Evermore came about because it was a name I was not familiar with, even though it's an area I'm very familiar with. 
Well, if you think about Stone Mountain, the mountain itself, that's the DeKalb Gwinnett County line. Yes. CIDs can only operate within a single county. Uh, if you want to have uh, you want to stretch across a county line, you have to have an entirely different board, an entirely different process, wow. even though the executive directors and staff could be the same. So we go from Stone Mountain into the city of Snellville, just past the 124-78 intersection uh, that was recently redone at about $30.5 million. It is the largest continuous left turn uh, intersection in the in the state of Georgia. There were only about four of those when they began to be planned. Utah, uh, uh, I think Baton Rouge had one, and a couple of other places. So it's a very unique um, engineering feat that yeah. was uh, pulled off by the Georgia Department of Transportation. So that district runs from Stone Mountain right into downtown Snellville, and and it and contains the seventy eight and all the businesses that run along US-78, correct? We run about 1,000 feet to the north and okay. south of 78, and it's about seven and a half miles long. I think that we look at everything very linearly. Yeah, absolutely. When I think of that area, I think 78 kind of defines that whole area, at least for, for me. And and I know the CID is working on some alternative routes for so you can maybe avoid 78. Can you give us an update on that? Certainly for a long time, the vision has been to create an opportunity for local traffic to get off of Highway 78. We call those parallel roads, and those parallel roads are being constructed uh, in phases. Certainly a linchpin of everything that we do as a CID and all CIDs is contingent upon the uh, Gwinnett County Splost. We get almost as much money from County Splost as we do from the property owners and the tax that they pay. So in order to do a road, you take a 1.3-mile th- uh, road that costs $17 million. We generate about a million dollars a year in taxes. You can tell easily how it would take a long time to get there. But with other funding sources, uh, we parlay those uh, uh, different opportunities for funding in order to, to move these roads forward. We run about eighty to 90,000 cars a day on Highway 78. Relative term, uh, they move about 317,000 on I-85. So you think about about a third of the traffic on uh, 85 is going down Highway 78 with 765 businesses all along that corridor. We recognized a long time ago, and my predecessors recognized, that we need to do something that takes opportunities for 18-wheelers and combination trucks, those types of things, to actually be, be able to service the rear of many of the businesses as opposed to having these large trucks taking up two lanes to make a right-hand t- turn. So we have been... On this march, uh, we now have the fourth one in right-of-way acquisition right now. So th- that parallel road system could easily be converted to a BRT, whatever that is. Let's call it a bus rapid transit system yeah. with very limited stops. Uh, and we have currently we have no public transportation in the corridor at all. Mm-hmm. 
Well, speaking of the congestion, because I've been on 78 a lot, and sometimes when I explain 78 to a lot of folks, they don't know what road I'm talking about, but then I mention the reversible lanes. Yeah. Oh, that road. Yeah. How, what are the plans for, for those lanes? Certainly in 08, the, the finish of the median installation came into effect. And we have now have three permanent lanes, both east and west, for a total of six lanes that go down through there. We have an integrated traffic system there with cameras and so forth. That time, There are no timing of lights like in other traditional uh, traffic management systems. These are cameras that say, hey, there are cars there. We're going to let that lane go. That study goes on with RTOP, the GDOT's uh, Georgia Department of Transportation, every day. They look at how things are timed. So when traffic went down about 4 or 5% because of other impacts like COVID, then those traffic timing changed by, by a computer as opposed to somebody sitting there with a stopwatch watching a little bit more complicated than that but in essence that's what we look at so that system is in place uh, Gwinnett County Gwinnett County PD right now is in the process of putting about 8.5 million dollars into a system that will integrate all of these cameras uh, from a crime perspective but also from the perspective of how do we improve traffic flow or how do we improve safety within a particular area. That process is ongoing in which all of the CIDs in Gwinnett partner with the county to do that. We're speaking with Jim Brooks. He's the executive director of the Evermore Community Improvement District. Uh, Jim, you will probably get back to roads and, and the actual U.S. 78 in just a second, but I want to uh, I want to focus on a topic that's a little near and dear to my heart in that area is uh, the county uh, announced a development project for the 1996 Olympic Tennis Center. I actually volunteered during the Olympics at the Olympics Tennis Center. Uh, so what can you tell us uh, about that project and, and where we're at and what we can look forward to in the future? Well, initially it was planned as a $100 million development. Uh, to go in that 26.6 acres. Since the initial discussion, there's opportunities to expand that to nearly 40 acres. So it's going to be a huge footprint. If you went out there today, we would call it a green field. There is nothing there from 96 at all. The county uh, was able to negotiate with the state of Georgia. That property was owned by the state. They negotiated the process that allowed that land to become county-owned. And then the county is working through their development authority to see that this project moves forward. Uh, we expect that it will be a mixed-use development. Uh, I hope that uh, if BRT comes to the corridor, that that will be one of our uh, transit hubs uh, where uh, people will change from uh, one mode of transportation to another. Uh, we hope that those kind of things, and there will be a plaque out there, we hope, that says this is the site of the 96 Olympics Tennis Center. Yeah, it would be nice to have something out there that represents what, we, what happened in uh, 1996. You mentioned transit. Uh, just not too long ago, we had another transit referendum here in Gwinnett County, and it did not pass. It failed. 
Uh, how do you see the future of, of, of public transit when it comes to our area and, and specifically your area? I believe that we will see that transit referendum come up again. I, be, I believe that there will be significant changes to where those transit uh, dollars are spent and how they are spent. I think that BRT will be much more of a priority and a distribution of more available transit throughout this county. This is a very large county. The southern, southeastern corner of the county has has not had any public transportation whatsoever. I think about, <clears throat> this is so far afield that, that you have to tolerate me for a minute, but I think about people in Centerville and Snellville who need uh, social services, and they're all located uh, in Lawrenceville. So they have to hire somebody that caught, charges more than the going rate for public transportation in order to get there. That is, that's a part that I think people miss. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think if, as I understand the, the next opportunity for the transit referendum, I think it's going to focus more on some of those types of things as opposed to a rail that runs 5.38 miles uh, into uh, into Doraville. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, use use the existing infrastructure. Use bus and and bus rapid transit. I mean, absolutely, it makes a lot of sense. So, uh, Jim, one uh, one little news item I wanted to bring up and let you uh, pontificate on just a little bit. Uh, back in August, the governor announced for the seventh year that Georgia is the number one state in which to conduct business. He made this announcement at the grand opening of the Amazon facility uh, that uh, lies within your CID. So talk about impact. Talk about I mean, I, I'll, I'll just kind of get out of your way and let you do your job as the executive director about the Amazon facility. Jobs, jobs, jobs. If I stop right there, that would be the most important thing that yeah. we have. And, and how do you support this 765 businesses? Is you bring people into an area. Certainly that is what Amazon has done. It's 2.65 million square feet, one of wow. the most automated facilities that Amazon has anywhere. Instead of it being a long mile and a half building it's uh, the footprint is 750,000 square feet but it's four stories and the way they have conveyors and these turnstiles that go through there in order to process the amount of packages that they do is an amazing thing to see uh, they're a little bit proprietary about who gets in there to see it I will tell you that but what a great facility it is uh, it was a 93-acre facility. Uh, about 78 acres of it is located within Gwinnett. Any truth to the rumor that if you stand at one end of the building, uh, you can't see the end of the building because of the curvature of the earth? Not quite that big. <laughs> That's That was the four stories, right? If they had laid it out, that, that definitely would be true. It is a huge facility. And by the way, I loved your little uh, – uh, Jim's very smart. I loved how he uh, he dropped the proprietary – not everybody gets to see it, but the executive director of the uh, Evermore Community Improvement District got to take a little peek inside. So that was that's a neat little – I did have that opportunity. I like that. 
All right, again, uh, Jim Brooks is uh, the executive director with the Evermore CID. He's been our guest. Jim, thank you for joining us. We were joking before the show. You said you can ask me anything, so I'm going to ask you one question that is just not scripted or anything, but I've noticed looks like you're wearing a, a class ring or something. What, what is that ring on your mm-hmm. right hand? Uh, believe it or not, I'm the only person that ever got socially promoted with a master's degree from Georgia College at State University down in Milledgeville. Uh, eventually, I, 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 they allowed me to leave with a master's degree. They either allowed you or they said, you got to go, Jim. One of, the two, one of those two versions is true. I said socially <laughs> promoted out. <laughs> for those that would like to, and we'll wrap up on this, for those that would like to find out more about the Evermore CID and the great work that you do, where can they get more information? Certainly we have a website that's evermorecid.org. And that is one of the best ways that you can read anything that's taking place. We have we are fully transparent. Well, Jim, thank you so much for coming and joining us. Please let us know if we can ever help you get the word out on anything that you're doing. Don't wait six or seven years like Dr. Gaskill did. Come see us every once in a while. Just kidding, kidding, Leslie. But thank, okay. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. And I've enjoyed being with, here with you all. Great stuff. You're doing great work. And, and this was really informative for, for us and I know for our listeners as well. And Dr. Leslie Gaskill, thank you for joining us and continue the great work that you're doing. Mike, uh, (laughs) Mike, you know what I love? uh, I was giving you a little bit of a hard time, but Business Radio X amplifies the voice of business. And I love I love having business owners and I love having people who work with business owners and work with government to bring those two things together. See, I've got a beef with you now. You started the show with a beef against me. I'm going to start with a beef with you. Bring it. Just 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 read the great. Well, I can't wait. You're trying to do some transition. Just just read our great stuff about Subaru. Love. It's what makes a Subaru Subaru. Enjoy big savings and a house free experience at Subaru Gwinnett where people sell cars. Visit SubaruGwinnett.com and join their family today or come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offers and community events. Get in your Subaru and drive down US 78 and see the beautiful work that the CID is doing. I will. How's that? I will I will drive down 78 to get to Dr. Gaskill's practice, even though her practice it's is on the other Peachtree side Corner. of town. I'll drive down 78, then get on 285, go up 85, and then get to Peachtree Corners, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I and, and uh, So anyway, thank you to Subaru of Gwinnett, because you just went right through that. Okay, should I do it again? No, no, no. Subaru knows. Love Pe- is what People makes know Subaru that we Subaru. love Subaru. Absolutely. Subaru Specifically Gwinnett, Subaru where Gwinnett. people sell cars. Thank Amanda's you. telling us to wrap it up. I'm having too much fun. All right. For Steve and I, Mike, thank you to our guests. Thank you to our listeners. We'll see you next time here on Gwinnett Business Radio.